Welcome to your wake up call with the American Council. I'm Matthew Bijou, and today is Wednesday, May 26th. Israel and Hamas have agreed on a ceasefire after 11 days of rocket fire and airstrikes filled the air of Gaza and the Jewish state. Unanimously approved by the Israel Security Council, Benjamin Netanyahu will work with an Egyptian delegation as Israel and Palestine focus on laying the groundwork for a long-term solution to the continued conflict. With over 250 dead and thousands injured in Gaza and Israel, many are questioning if the armistice will last. U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken is in the Middle East to coordinate efforts between Israel, the Palestinian Authority, and other regional leaders to continue in the efforts for a long-term ceasefire. In an interview with CNN, Blinken said, quote, President Biden leading this effort made the judgment that we could be most effective in doing that. And ultimately, after the intensive effort across the government, we got to where everyone wanted to be, which was to end the violence. But now, as the president said, I think it's incumbent upon all of us to try to make the turn to start to build something more positive. And what that means at heart is that Palestinians and Israelis alike have to know in their day in and day out lives equal measures of opportunity, of security, of dignity. In the wake of the Israeli-Hamas conflict, anti-Semitism is on the rise in America and across the world. Reports of widespread attacks on Jewish communities in cities like New York and Los Angeles are in the hundreds, and many Jewish leaders are calling for sweeping action. In Los Angeles, men wearing Palestinian flags attacked Jewish diners of a sushi restaurant. Police report anti-Semitic slurs were used as they targeted Jewish families at dinner. In New York, police charged a man with a hate crime after he beat a Jewish man who was then hospitalized. According to the Anti-Defamation League, over 17,000 tweets used variations of the phrase, Hitler was right. Gilad Erdan, Israel ambassador to the U.S. and U.N., responded to the anti-Semitic rhetoric. Real quick, the anti-Semitic attacks we're seeing in the United States, what do you make of that? And, and should more be done here? Well, I think it's appalling. I saw one of the attacks uh, that took place happen it's just a couple of blocks from here. Yeah, here and near my embassy, near uh, the Israeli consulate uh, on the Second Avenue, and it's appalling. But it's not Israel's problem or the Jewish problem. It's a worldwide phenomena. It's it's, it's an American phenomena. It's mm -hmm. it's the oldest form of uh, racism, and this is something I expect all public figures here to condemn and to condemn strongly. And also, I expect, uh, you know, the governors, the mayors, the administration... Has to there been strong enough condemnation, especially no. from Democrats? I, I, not to get partisan, no, but has there been enough it's not about condemnation Democrats. from I leadership? Expect, I expect everyone, all public figures, to condemn it and to demand the governors, the mayors, the administration to take all necessary steps to make those perpetrators to pay a heavy price. Uh, for what they are doing now, because it's appalling. And it's appalling not for Israel, it's for the American society. The report went on to say that almost 200 anti-Semitic incidents have been filed in the U.S. alone in the week following the Middle East conflict between Israel and Hamas. Many are questioning why mainstream media networks are not reporting on these anti-Semitic events. Many Jewish and religious groups are outraged to see no reporting on their communities being targeted and attacked. 
In the United States, new COVID-19 cases and deaths dropped to the lowest point in almost a year. For the first time since June of 2020, less than 30,000 new daily cases have been reported and deaths due to the coronavirus are at their lowest since last summer. According to newly released U.S. intelligence obtained by the Wall Street Journal, three researchers working at a Wuhan virology lab went to the hospital with COVID-19 before the first cases were confirmed in China on December 8th. 2019. China's foreign minister said in a statement, quote, the U.S. continues to hype the lab leak theory. Yan Zhimig, director of the Wuhan National Biosafety Lab, told state media the report was a complete lie. Concerns over vaccine passport requirements are mounting. Fauci, the chief medical advisor to President Joe Biden, said he expects businesses to require customers to show proof of vaccination. Quote, there are organizations, particularly universities and colleges, who are saying notwithstanding what the federal government is requiring. If you want to come to campus and be in in-person learning, you're going to have to show proof of vaccination, end quote. Fauci said during the Bloomberg Business Week conference on Thursday, quote, cruise ships will likely be doing that. Airlines will likely be doing that. So you're going to have to, at a local independent level, things that the federal government is not going to be mandating. Many local, state, and federal leaders have pushed back against the possibility of passports. Quote, we're not doing any vaccine passports. That's totally unacceptable, said Florida Governor Ron DeSantis earlier this month during a press conference of the signing of SB 2006. The bill bans businesses from requiring customers to show proof that they have been vaccinated against COVID-19 in order to get service. A federal judge rejected a Missouri Christian University's plea for temporary protection against the Biden administration's Fair Housing Act, which the school said requires religious schools to open women's dorm rooms and showers to male students. District Judge Roseanne Ketchmark on Wednesday denied the College of the Ozarks motion for a temporary restraining order and preliminary injunction against the Department of Housing and Urban Development's Fair Housing Act, said the Springfield Newsletter. While India is going through a deadly second wave of COVID-19, the persecution of Christians carries on. Radical Hindu nationalists shot dead a 52-year-old Christian man who was the father of a pastor and wielded swords and sickles to attack other family members, according to a report. About 15 Hindu nationalist men attacked the family of Pastor Ramesh Bambaraya at his home in the Bansra district on Tuesday. The U.S.-based persecution watchdog International Christian Concerns reported, saying the family was attacked because they refuse to renounce their Christian faith. I'm Matthew Bijou, and today is Wednesday, May 26th. Thanks for starting out your morning with the wake-up call. Consider partnering with us so we can continue to offer the best part of your morning directly to you. To support the wake-up call, go to theamericancouncil.org forward slash wake-up. We'll see you for the best part of your morning next Wednesday, June 2nd. Thanks for listening.